my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, let's exalt his name together. Amen. Thanks be to God this evening that we can declare and decree uh, that by the grace of God, we are safe in his arms with everything that is happening around us and, and with us and among us. Thanks be to God, we can declare we're safe in his arms. Amen. Good evening, everybody. Listen, go ahead and share this with your neighbors and your friends. I know we took off last week. You got a little break. Um, so it looks like they're slow coming in today, but go ahead and share it with your neighbors and your friends. Kayola, good to see you. Mother Curry, God bless you. Good to see you in the house. Betty Palmer is watching. God bless you, Sister Palmer. Brother Stevenson, Brother Stevenson in the Delta. God bless you. Indianola, I believe to be exact. Erica Webster is with us. Happy Wednesday to you. Erica and Aggie Duvall, amen. Sister Cherie Williams is with us, amen. Good evening to all of you, Sister, Sister Roselle. We're continuing to pray for you and your daughter, Sister Roselle. God bless you. Uh, Sister Epps, amen. God bless you, Sister Epps. Our friend from over in Alabama, Sister Laura, uh, Nora uh, Davenport Lawson, God bless you. Good to see you. Our Alabama connection, Shelba Moore is watching with us. Good evening. 
to you, Sister Howard. Go ahead and share this with your neighbors and your friends. So glad to see you all again on this day. And again, um, sorry, I couldn't be with you all on last on last week, uh, but uh, we are here this week and it is, yeah, I saw somebody put in the chat, it's Bible study time. That's right. It is Bible study time. So go ahead and let your neighbors know it's time to get into the word on tonight. Listen, while we're still uh, getting in, do me a favor. I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question uh, while we're still getting in. This is a non-scientific survey, okay? This is a non-scientific survey, all right? I want you to be, you're going to be a part of a non-scientific survey this evening. I, I want you to, I want you to, um, um, to think about, think about Verdant Edition. Those of you who uh, have either lived in Verdant Edition or, or, or currently live in Verdant Edition, or, or you know something about Verdant Edition, or, or a community like Verdant Edition. I know we have people uh, who are not necessarily uh, in the Jackson Metro area, uh, not even in Mississippi, uh, but you know something about where Cade Chapel is located. You know something about the neighborhood uh, that we're in and the surrounding environment, okay? So I want you to think about our environment, think about Verdant Edition or Georgetown or or, or Washington Edition, all, all those types of, of neighborhoods, historically uh, black neighborhoods, uh, somewhat, um, you might say, under-resourced. Um, I, want, I want to raise a question tonight. I want you to help me. Tell me, what do you think, if you can name three top businesses that you think uh, would do well and should be uh, involved in redevelopment in a Verdant edition or in a Georgetown or in a Washington edition. Uh, give me three types of businesses that you think uh, would do well um, in, in our community, uh, that you want to see come to our community, that you think has a need, our community has a need for that type of business uh, to be located uh, in in our community, go ahead and put them in the in the chat line. I want to see I want to see what you all come up with. I want to see what's on your minds. Three types of businesses that you think uh, would do well, and that you think our neighborhood needs to see more of. What kind of businesses would you if and and if if let me put this out there. If you could bring uh, a business to 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 the hood, if you could bring a business to the hood, uh, and you and you knew. Uh, that it you feel like it would do well. What type of business do you think that would be? What would you bring to our area, to our neighborhood? I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see what you got for me. Non-scientific, but I want to see what you got. I want to see what you got. Name three types of businesses needed or should be involved in redeveloping, yes, in our church community, particularly Verdant Edition. What do you think? Chain grocery store, okay, okay, gotcha chain grocery store I'm, i keep seeing grocery store wow okay dollar general somebody said dollar general uh very nice grocery store let, let, uh, well i won't get into in, into what you mean by very nice but I'll, I'll just take that as a uh let's see somebody said pharmacy grocery store and cleaners faith foster said cleaners yeah yeah that's uh, we we've been talking about that Erica Webster says, um, farmer's market, let's see, are we able to get that on the screen? Farmer's market with a community garden where people can learn, yes, people can learn more about healthy eating, a pharmacy that offers delivery 
for patients who are elderly or have no transportation grocery store. Grocery store is ranking high. Grocery store is ranking high, I see. Who said Chick-fil-A? Who is it? <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Come on, y'all. Y'all y'all want a Chick-fil-A in the hood? Y'all want Chick-fil-A? Uh, Mary Bell said Chick-fil-A, soul food restaurants. Um, let's see. Linnell Palmer. Where he's, okay, it's Linnell Palmer said soul food restaurants. Mary Bell said Chick-fil-A, Tia Cheatham, Walmart, Kroger, and Lowe's. Okay. 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 Okay, fresh food, meats, and vegetables. So I'm 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 getting a theme here of 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 uh, produce. Um, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of people talking on the on the produce side, grocery store, supermarket. Um, anything? What's Paul Pauline Henderson saying? Oh, Mar I'm sorry, Marilyn Langford uh, says grocery store cleaners. Uh, I think you're saying pins fish like a fish like a uh, fried fish. I'm I'm assuming you mean pins fish. Youth center. Can we get this, these on the screen? Some of them. Um, Pauline Henderson, a youth center skating rink, community garden. Yeah, you know what? I was looking at. Um, there's a community garden just down from the church on Bailey Avenue. It's a Prosperity Garden. I was looking at it today. People were in that garden picking greens. And those greens look good, y'all. It did. It really looked good. Um, Faye Foster says transportation for the elderly and the disabled. Okay, thank you. Pat Hobson says a pharmacy. Very good. Very good. Uh, Kanita Kitchen Grocery Store Center for the Youth. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Fresh food market. We see that again. So grocery store is ranking high. Fresh foods and, and groceries. Um, Teresa Green parks with walking trails. Very good. Very good. Parks with walking trails. Yeah. Had, had that discussion today. Um, let's see. Francis Moody says a grocery store, career development center, movie theater. Interesting. Career development center and movie theater. Uh, Dixon laundry mat and adult daycare. Very good. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, y'all, y'all keep it coming in. Y'all keep it coming in. We we're um we got some we got some we got some things, some conversations that we're having. Um, and um I, again, this is non-scientific, but I wanna I wanna just kind of try to poll uh you all because I you know I think a lot of you all uh, and I, I think a lot about what you have to say and and your comments and 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 what you offer. So uh Thank you for that. Yeah, urgent, Alistair Morgan, urgent medical care, Gloria, medical and dental care. Very good, very good. Y'all keep it coming in because I, I want to come back uh, when this uh, broadcast is over. I'm going to come back and, and look at all of the uh, all of the comments. So uh, we're going to get into the study. But if, if something comes to mind, uh, put it in the chat and I'll, I'll know what you're talking about. Um, put it in the chat. All right. Let's pray, y'all. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this day and for this time together and for all that you are and all that you do and have done for us. God, you're great and so greatly to be praised. And God, right now, we pray your blessings upon this time together in your word. We pray that you open our eyes, open our ears, open our understanding that we might see, hear, and know more of you and who you are and your will concerning our lives. 
bless us in this time together. Share with us uh, the truth by your Holy Spirit. Grant it, O oh God, in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. Listen, let me let me um let me shift gears here and ask another question that will be our springboard into um into our study for tonight. I wonder, I wonder, has anyone out there uh, have any experience in um, in having had a conflict with a fellow believer? I know, I know you have. I know you have. I know, I know you're a good Christian. I know you are a good Christian. I know that. I know you're baptized and Holy Ghost filled and blood washed and twice born. I know you are all of those things. But tell the truth, at some point you've had a disagreement, you've had a conflict uh, with a fellow believer. Am I right? Can you admit to that? If you can, just, just wave your hand, put your hand up in the, in the chat line. You've had a conflict, you've had a disagreement, you've been at odds or you've been on opposite ends of an issue uh, with, with a fellow believer. I've seen some heated discussions, amen, with, uh, between fellow believers and, and not just discussions, y'all. It, it, it sometimes evolved and devolved um, into, into, yeah, stuff that it shouldn't have gotten, uh, situations that it shouldn't have gotten into. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that can get ugly. Sometimes if it goes too long and too far and gets too heated, um, you know, think feelings can get hurt. Um, um, people can, um, act outside of themselves and it just, it, it, it just doesn't look, and it doesn't look good for Christians, uh, for believers uh, to be at odds with one another. It's not a good, it's not a good look for our witness to the world. When the world looks at us and we're fighting each other, it's not a good look. When the world looks at us and we are at odds and at each other's throats, it's not a good look. When the world looks at us and we who claim to be uh, born again and 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 holy ghost field and jesus followers and yet you know we're we're at each other it's just not a good look so i want to i want to i want to um help you to avoid that because we are human we're human and we can um we can we can get inside of our our opinions and and our feelings and 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 before long we'll start to disrupt the fellowship of the faithful and that's not a good look for the body of Christ for the church for believers all right so let's let's try to see how the word can help us can help us maintain our witness because that's the most important part 
It's maintaining our witness, but it's also maintaining our fellowship. Because here's what I know for sure, y'all. Nobody wins in that but the devil. When brothers and sisters are at odds with each other, nobody wins in that but the devil himself. Nobody. No, nobody, nobody. And 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 the world looks and laughs because it says that they go to the same church and they fight, right? Or, or they are part of the same faith and they can't get along, right? So let's 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 try and let's try and figure out how the word of God speaks to us and what the word of God says to us as it relates to resolving conflict among fellow believers. Amen. Resolving conflict between fellow uh, fellow believers. Are y'all ready? All right. All right. Um, first thing, first thing I want to suggest, first thing I believe that the Bible teaches us and that we just know to be true anyway, is that it is not wrong for us to have differences of opinion. It's not wrong for fellow believers to have differences of opinion. And I think I think sometimes I think sometimes we can get so caught up in our opinions that we determine our opinions to be facts and truth. <clears throat> yeah, when in fact, they're just opinion. And it's okay for us to have our opinion. It's okay for you to think one way on an issue and me to think another way on an issue. It's, it's okay for you to, 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 have, to, to, to be in this party and I be in that party. It's okay for you to, 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 to support one candidate and I support another candidate. Those are opinions. Those are opinions. It's okay for you to 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 uh, uh, believe that it's it's okay for you to eat this type of food and 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 I eat that type of food, and that that's okay. That's opinion. That's opinion. Um, and I believe that opinions are part of what make the human condition lovely if everybody thought the same thoughts my god what a what a miserable boring world if everybody was just you know no no variety no no different angle no different perspective no nothing that you know, your culture helps you to appreciate a little bit differently than someone else. And you have a different appreciation for this type of music or or this type of theater or or this type of of literature or this type of drama. I mean, if everybody liked the same stuff, how boring. Right. So it's OK to have a difference of opinion. What's not OK. What's not OK 
is for us to let those opinions be contrary to the word of God and we ride out that opinion when that opinion does not align with God's word. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. But when it comes to personal opinions and convictions and things that we like, listen, the Bible tells us we need to give each other room and space for our own personal convictions, our own opinions about things. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. Romans Romans 14. Romans chapter 14. I'm not making this up. I'm going to give you Bible. Romans chapter 14, uh, verses 1 through 6. Romans 14, verses 1 through 6. Here it is. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Okay, so he's saying one, one somebody thinks he can eat meat, somebody else thinks he's just going to be a vegetarian, right? Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. Don't let the meat eaters look at the vegetarians like something wrong with them. Don't let the vegetarians look at the meat eaters like something's wrong with them. You know how we can do. Amen. <laughs> I'm not making it up, y'all. And let him and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. You know, sometimes we can, you know, we can, we can, we can get so caught up in what we believe and then we start. And look, don't get me wrong. If it works for you, glory to God. If your diet works for you, glory to God. Right? And 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 you want to be an advocate for that? Glory to God. Be an advocate for that. Share with others what works for you, right? But don't judge the next person because they're doing it a little differently. I mean, I mean, you can look at the facts here. You can look at the data. You can say, okay, look, you're doing this differently. Let's look at your blood pressure. Let's look at your cholesterol. Let's look. Okay, that's data, right? You can have that discussion based on data. But when you start to have the discussion based on things other than the data, and you just start to then say, well, mine is mine is is the better way, and you don't have necessarily if my blood pressure is fine and my cholesterol is fine, and I'm and I'm eating meat, right? And all of my numbers are good. But you just, you know, you think yours is better because you refrain from something? Come on, y'all know people like that. So he says, listen, stop, stop letting your opinions drive conflict between you and fellow believers. Verse four, who art thou that judges another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, 
for he giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. What is he saying? Paul is saying, stop judging one another based on our own personal opinions. If what we do, we do in full conscience, and it is not contradictory to the word of God, it does not contradict the truth of God's word, and it is my opinion and my conscience is not 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 pricked by it and i'm not sinning against myself because of it leave me alone <laughs> amen that's what it's, i mean really that's what it says that's what it says and you need to leave other folk alone quit quit creating conflict where there should not be any are you hearing me is that making sense is that making sense to anybody? Quit, quit causing and creating conflict when it's just your opinion. I'm gonna give you some more. I'm gonna give you some more. Is this good for anybody? First Corinthians chapter eight. First Corinthians chapter eight. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Look, if there's a if there's an argument to be made, right? And like I said, if if you know if you know somebody's, you know, not living their best life and you understand some of the reason why, then sure, have that discussion. Share uh, the information that you have, but, but, but leave it in that space. Don't make it about, you know, my, my way is, is, the, is the better way, is the best way, and, and, and I'm better than you, and I'm judging others because you do something different than me, or, 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 or let, let's take it out of die for a minute. Let's put it in music. Let's put it in, you know, uh, you know, because because some of us, we get real. Amen. After we get saved, uh, we, we get real judgmental about what we can do and what we can't do. Amen. And uh, we'll start talking about, you know, you, you shouldn't listen to that or you shouldn't listen to this. And uh, listen, <laughs> I'm going to try to say it again. Uh, that's opinion that should be left in the space of opinion. Okay. First Corinthians eight, first Corinthians eight, uh, one through 13. I'm not going to read it all, but, but you, you, you should read it all. You should read it all. Uh, verse, uh, I'll, I'll start at verse one. Uh, now is touching things offered unto idols. We know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. I love that. Listen, sometimes you can know so much that you become proud in what you know. And you think don't nobody know anything other than you. I, I, I said it that way to make the emphasis. You think no one knows anything other than you. Okay. And so knowledge puffs up but charity love edifies verse two and if any man think that he knoweth anything he knoweth nothing yet he as he ought to know but if any man love god the same is known of him as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in in sacrifice unto idols we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other god but one for though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many. But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom all are all things, and we in him. 
and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Howbeit, there is not in every man that knowledge, for some with conscience of the idol unto this hour eat it as a thing offered unto an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Okay, their conscience being weak is defiled. But meat commendeth us not to God, for neither if we eat are we be the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. You, you hear what he's saying? Quit having this discussion that is basically opinion. It's not what you eat that makes you better or worse in terms of your spiritual life or your righteousness under God. Now, it might have some physical aspects and, and, and ramifications that you need to consider. It says, but, but don't make this a spiritual argument that makes you better or more righteous than the next person. Amen. 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 Um, all right, let, let's look at, let's look at, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to answer it, but I, uh, if anybody's downstairs, y'all answer that for me. All right. Listen. All right. Verse, uh, I'm sorry. Verse point number two, point number two. Um, so the first point, the first point, the first point is, um, that we have opinions and we should not allow those opinions to cause conflicts between fellow believers. That's the first point, okay? Point number two, we should go about to resolve things before they result in something more serious. Should go about trying to resolve things before they result in something more serious. Let me let me let me let me go back. Let me go back and pick pick this up because you know we we're and we got to be real careful with this, y'all. Um, um, because we've seen in the last, you know, five, six, seven years, we've seen how divisive politics can be. Uh, we've we've seen how Christians can be at each other's throats. We've seen how believers can can be split right down the middle and and have nothing to do with each other. We've seen that nationally and we've seen that even locally, right? And and what this says to us is that as believers, we should not be in the business of letting our personal opinions and our political differences cause us to be in conflict with each other. You should be able to support who you want to support, right? And, and us not be, you know, let, let me let me try and say it this way. Because because let me say, look, I know this last national or the 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 uh, uh, last presidential election was. I mean, it was uh, be before before. I mean, it was that that election that just really ripped um, ripped the bandaid off of of any racial uh, relationships that were trying to be um, amended. Um, I mean, it, it it really tore a lot of people up because of 
of of just a lot of things that were said, a lot of things that were done, a lot of positions that were taken, right? But what I want to say is that true believers, we have an obligation to be honest with one another, to own to own our our stuff, whatever it is, right? And if we're called out on it, right? I mean, listen, part part of the issue was and it continues to be that we don't receive um we don't listen to people. Let me just say it that way. We don't listen to other perspectives very well. We we stay in our own sort of world without considering other perspectives. And if we hear the other perspectives, and if we consider the other perspectives, we aren't always willing to see where our own positions rub up against those perspectives. So if I need to change, because I see where my position does harm to my brother. Am I willing to change my position because I see the damage that it inflicts upon my fellow brother or my fellow sister? That's part of the issue. And that's a lot of the, the, the stuff, a lot of the work that was that believers were unwilling to do. We cited a lot of a lot of a lot of Christians, and I'm not going to take Christian from them. I'm not going to take, you know, and, and question whether they were Christian or not. I, I'm just saying that they were unwilling to divorce their politics from the space of recognizing where the position that they landed on did harm to a fellow believer. And so they chose their politics over fellow believers. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying that as believers, as Christians, we gotta be serious about recognizing when our positions do harm to people. As, as believers, we gotta recognize when our politics do harm to people and be willing to say, you know what? I might be in this party, but this position does not align fully with what I believe the word of God really says. I hope I'm not making anybody mad, but if I am, you know, that's kind of what I do. So, but 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 I uh, I hope you're the heart of what I'm saying for real. I mean, and because really this goes this goes both ways. This goes for Republicans. This goes for Democrats. When your politics don't line up with the Word of God, and when your politics do harm to people, you've got to be willing to take a step back and see where you got to change and shift and possibly pivot so that you're in line with what God's Word says. Okay. So I said all of that to say um, we should not, as believers, we should not get to the place 
where our politics becomes so detrimentally divisive, right? And we no longer maintain brotherhood and sisterhood because we support different candidates, different people. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. I may have inartfully done that. So if I did, y'all extend some grace my way. Um, but here we go. I said we should go about to resolve things before they result in something more serious. And we saw more serious things develop over the course of the last few elections because I believe part of it was and continues to be that we are not really having the kind of of courageous conversations to resolve conflicts between believers. Listen to me, I'm talking about believers now. So some conflicts you're not gonna resolve. I, I ain't talking about those. But I'm talking about blood washed, born again, Jesus followers who are Holy Ghost filled and who are serious about their commitments to Christ. Those are the relationships I'm talking about. Okay. And I believe that there are people who fit that description who are on both sides. They're on both sides. Question is, how do we have courageous conversations? And this is not just in politics, but this is in, in many areas. How do we have courageous conversations to resolve issues before they result in something more serious? And we have seen the somethings more serious that can happen. We've seen it. I mean, people get shot, right? Over, over, over small things that became big because we didn't talk about it. People's feelings get hurt and relationships go, I mean, just are ended because people didn't talk about it. And, and oftentimes, Believers assume, rather than the best of each other, we assume the worst. This happens in families. This happens in marriages. This happens in friendships. That we, 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 in our hurt, we refuse to hear one another. In our hurt, we refuse to listen and see and try to resolve before it develops into something more serious. Matthew 5, Matthew 5 and 25. Matthew 5 and 25. Uh, Matthew 5 and 25, uh, here we go. Agree with thine adversary, how quickly? <laughs> uh, 
agree with thine adversary quickly whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast. Do what? Agree when? Quickly. What is, what? listen. Tr as much as possible, Paul says, live peaceably with one another. Don't let things fester and grow and you become more entrenched and they become more estranged. And before you know it, you are two believers who are in conflict and now something more serious develops because of it, right? Don't let that happen to your relationships with fellow believers. Resolve it when you can. Talk about it. Talk through it. Because nobody wins except the devil when believers fall out with one another. Let us see. Let us see. We should take the time to humble. To, I'm sorry. We should take the humble side and leave the consequences with the Lord. We should take the humble side and leave the consequences with the Lord. I, I I love this point because what what I'm what I'm saying to you, what I'm suggesting to you is that when you're in conflict with a fellow believer, sometimes, sometimes, and this is something you got to learn. You get you you need you. I mean, really, you need to put this in your 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 toolkit and your repertoire for resolving conflict. Taking the humble side. In Genesis 13, this is exactly, this is exactly what Abraham does. And I'm not going to read it, but I'm, you, you kind of know the story, but you, you, you look at it, Genesis 13, 5 through 12. This is when uh, Abraham uh, and his herdsmen, or actually Abraham's herdsmen uh, are in conflict with Lot's herdsmen. And watch this, y'all. Interesting thing about this was Abraham and Lot weren't in conflict, but their people were. Their camps were. Abraham and Lot were, were uncle and nephew. They weren't fighting, but their camps were fighting each other. And because their camps were fighting each other, that had a result of not necessarily making them at odds, but creating some tension. But look at how Abraham resolved it. Abraham says a lot, he said, listen, we are family. We are not supposed to be, I love this y'all. He says, listen, we're family. We're not, we're not supposed to be fighting. He said, and I know, I know those are your herdsmen. These are my herdsmen. But watch this. Watch this, y'all. We we're not only responsible for ourselves, we're responsible for our people. Mm. Y'all missed that. You ought to listen. The influence, if you don't have any influence over your people, where you can give a word to your people, and because they respect you, they get in line. 
y'all ain't talking to me. You ought to have some influence with your people where you can say to them, hey, y'all stop that. Y'all stop acting like that. Y'all stop y'all stop doing that. That ain't that ain't how we that ain't how we roll. Right? And Abraham says, look, we shouldn't be at odds with each other. That's not, we're family. I'm not fighting you, but our people are fighting each other. We he says, watch this. We're gonna stop all of that. And here's how we're gonna do it. Lot, you choose the land that you want for you, your herdsmen, and your livestock. He says, and whatever you choose, I'll take what's left. He says, if you go right, I'll go left. If you go left, I'll go right. See, that's taking the humble side in resolving conflict. It's, it's getting to the point where you say, you know what? I don't have to be right. Mm. Resolving conflict sometimes means I don't have to get the best of this. I don't have to get the best of this situation or the best of this argument. I don't have to one-up you. I'll take the humble side. You know what? For the sake of peace, I'll be wrong. You know what? For for the sake for the sake of us not being at war with each other, you know what? I'll take the humble side. Taking the humble side oftentimes takes more strength and it's and 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 let me help you taking the humble side when you take it don't 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 be don't be funny acting when you take it you know how some of us can do okay okay I, okay it's on me i mean you you know how you do it you put that little tone in your voice or or that little tone in your text and and it's not really it doesn't come off as humble as it should right it's not that genuine and authentic humility it's more of that okay i'll do it i'll be the bigger person right and you actually put that in the text i'll be the bigger person right yeah yeah you if you're gonna be the bigger person you don't have to say it because that actually makes you the smaller person right but taking the humble side means you know what i desire more than anything to preserve the unity and the fellowship of this relationship. And if it means that I got to suck it up, if it means that I got to suffer, so be it. First Corinthians, first Corinthians six. Am I helping anybody? First Corinthians six. First Corinthians six. Here it is, 1 Corinthians 6, verses 7 and 8. Watch this, y'all. It says this. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Look at that. Why do you not rather take wrong? 
why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? He says, listen, there's, 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 Jesus put it like this, y'all. He said, if, 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 if a man uh, sue you for your, your coat, give him your cloak also. That's taking the humble side. If, if he hits you on the right cheek, give him your left cheek also. That's taking the humble side. That's saying, you know what? I'm I'm not I I would much rather not have to be right and not have to, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I love you more than I have the need to be right. I'm gonna take the humble side. See, and what that'll do is that'll preserve your friendships, that'll preserve your relationships, that'll preserve your brotherhood, your sisterhood with one another. And yeah, sometimes you have to suffer. That's what long-suffering is, y'all. That's what long-suffering means, being defrauded, right? It means, it means I recognize, I recognize right that 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 i'm being done wrong in this situation but you know what i'm not gonna press that point i'm i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna even fight that fight because fighting that fight will cause greater conflict that will do damage to the body of christ i'll be i'll i'll be the bad guy in this right but i'm not gonna say I'll be the bad guy in this because, because of course, that would be wrong. You mess that all up. Just do it. Just take it. Abraham said, you go left, I'll go right. And we're going to be good. And watch this. Watch this. And when you go left and I go right, if you need me, I'll still be there. Which is what he does, right? Abraham doesn't go. Abraham doesn't split up and say, that's it, right? We're going opposite directions and and goodbye and good riddance that's not what he does he says you go left i go right and i'm gonna be good i want you to be good that's how you handle that because i recognize that wherever watch this that wherever i go god is going with me and he'll bless me on this side or he'll bless me on that side good god almighty all right all right um, two more, and I'm gonna I'm 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 hit these real quick. Um, we should avoid the use of civil authorities to settle our differences. We should avoid the use. I'm talking about be between believers now, because this again speaks of our witness to the world as born again believers, born again believers who love the Lord, who are part of the church should avoid the use of civil, in other words, you shouldn't be suing your brother and your sister and taking them to court. You don't believe me, so I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show it to you in the Bible. I know you don't believe me, so I'm gonna show it to you in the Bible. Um, stay in 1 Corinthians chapter six, verse one. 1 Corinthians chapter six, verse one. 
Dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Look at what he says. Paul says, wait a minute. You got a matter between your brother and sister and you're going before the judge and not before the church? Not before fellow brothers and sisters who can help mediate and bring some, some resolution and some closure to that issue? He says, why are you? Why are you why are you all taking that to the courts where the public laughs at the church? Verse two, do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren, but brother go to law with brother and that before the unbelievers. Paul says, listen, if you got any God in you, and the person who you're at odds with has any God in them, then y'all get together and get before the people of God. The people of God. And let the church, people of faith, people who will pray, people who will lay hands on, I'm talking about holy hands, people who will who will judge rightly, people who will be objective, people who will call a spade a spade. Now get before those people and let them bring some resolution to that. Paul says, you, Christians don't have no business in courtrooms with other Christians. First Corinthians, first Corinthians two, let me hurry up and close. My goodness, my goodness. First Corinthians, I'll tell you what, let me go, let me go on to that last point. Um, last point, we should choose to disagree agreeably for the sake of the Lord's work. We should choose to disagree agreeably for the sake of the Lord's work. In other words, watch this y'all. There's some things that you got to recognize you may not agree on. Some things you got to recognize. We, you know, we don't see eye to eye on this. I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see what, I don't see where you're coming from on this. And, and, but for the sake, for the sake of the fellowship and the unity of the saints, right? For the sake of the advancement of God's kingdom, right? For the sake of the church and for what it stands, I'm going to disagree with you agreeably. Barnabas and Paul, 
are probably the best example of this happening in Acts chapter 15, verse 36 through 40. And, and, and you read that, but you remember what happens. Barnabas and Paul have a disagreement about John Mark and, and Mark, John Mark uh, continuing in a missionary journey with the two. Paul says, no, nah, you know, I know that's your cousin and all, but your cousin, you know, you know, he got some issues and, and, you know, this last trip we took, you know, when, 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 when John Mark started out with us, he did not finish with us. And Paul's like, Hey, I can't, I can't have that kind of dude on my team. You know, kind of people on my team are, are people who I know when I look around, they're going to be there. John Mark skipped out. So I, I don't want to roll with him. Barnabas was like, Hey man, I, I know, I know, but that's my cousin. He was like, well, look, you and your cousin, you know, y'all, y'all can do your thing, but I, you know, and they split, right? They split. Barnabas went with John Mark and Paul got with Silas and they went on and they disagreed, but they were agreeable in the disagreement. It didn't tear up. It didn't tear up the mission and their missionary journeys. And even later in Paul's life, you see Paul asking uh, for John Mark to come and be with him. So all I'm saying to you is um, there will be disagreements. There will be arguments. There will be heated debates and discussions between believers. It's going to happen. It's part of life. What I'm saying to you is, is that our faith, ought to supersede our feelings. Our faith ought to cut through the stuff that keeps us in conflict. And our faith ought to draw us one to another. I pray, beloved, that wherever you are in your relationships or friendships and, and otherwise with fellow believers, I pray that you Allow this word to penetrate your heart so that you don't let things go further and longer than they need to go and develop into something bigger than it needs to be. I pray, beloved, that 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 you would um, that you would take the humble side. Recognize that sometimes you, you you've got to just suck it up and and be defrauded and turn the other cheek and give the cloak, go the extra mile for the sake of preserving unity. Pray that you recognize that Christians have no business in courtrooms with other Christians. Oh, no. You, you can't argue that with me. You can argue that with this because that's what the Bible says. And then choose to agree, to disagree agreeably. It means I, at the end of the day, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. May the Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer. We're out of time, but thanks be to God. We are not out of word. Amen. Let's pray y'all. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this night and for this study of your word. God, we ask now that where there has been uh, conflict and tension and 
things that have been hurtful to the body of Christ uh, because of conflict between believers. We pray, oh God, that you would open our eyes and open our hearts uh, to the resolution and the reconciliation that needs to take place. Be with us, oh God. Give us the strength and the courage needed. Give us the fortitude, the internal fortitude required to have courageous conversations. God, put the right people in our places who can mediate and who can be objective in tense situations and scenarios so that we can hear each other and get to the point of conflicts being resolved. God, bless this body of Christ, your church, your people, that our witness before the world would be of such that the world would say they have been with Jesus. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Go in peace.